Hey everybody, Candace Eisner here. This week I have some writing advice for all you non-writers out there, which is probably a lot of you. Welcome to Life Beyond the Massage Table, a podcast for massage therapists, or really anyone who works in health and wellness. I'm here to help you take a look at your business and practice in new ways, to think outside the box, and to shift gears from the same old stuff that isn't helping you build the life and the business that you really want. Let's get started. Hey guys, happy Monday, happy summer. It's finally here. It is gorgeous out there. Well, you know, here in here in uh, Ontario at least. Maybe you're listening from some part of the world or at some time of the year that it's not summer, in which case I apologize because you're probably dreaming of summer now. <laughs> But yeah, this week I wanted to cover a topic again that I have covered in the past, but it's something I find that people time and time again kind of get stuck on. So I figured, why not do another podcast episode on the whole idea of having to do your do writing for yourself as a professional um, and how it doesn't actually have to be as professional as you thought it did. I'll get to that in a second. So, so why am I covering this topic yet again? You know, well... Other than what I just said that, you know, it's uh, it feels a bit daunting for people and it's a topic that people kind of get worried about. Um, no matter what you do, you're going to have to do some writing unless you've got a lot of money to pay other people to do it. And even then, you're still going to have to be involved in the process. So even if you have enough money to pay professional writers to write all your website contact, all your branding, all your marketing, all your sales stuff, like anything at all that has to do with running your clinic that involves writing, even if you have enough money to pay someone to do that, you're still going to have to be involved in the process. So I recommend you kind of keep some of these tips in mind um, as you're working with them. Of course, for the vast majority of you, you probably don't have the money to hire a professional to do all your writing for you. So this podcast episode's really for you. So yeah, what kind of writing am I talking about? Well, yeah, you've got your website, you might be doing an email newsletter, or you might have a paper newsletter, you know, you might be old school and like to do that. I'm sure you've got advertising that you have to write. Sometimes you have to write clinic policies, you know, and they don't have to be, unless it's under certain um, legislative requirements, they don't have to sound super businessy. So all of this stuff involves writing and what you say does matter. I know writing often isn't you guys' favorite thing, especially for a lot of healthcare folks. You'd rather spend your time on your patient or client, whatever you prefer to call them, same thing. Care for the people who you're caring about and not on worrying about writing stuff because, you know, writing stuff is really daunting. It's not something you have to do all the time. But hey, I can make it feel a bit easier for you with the tips I have in this podcast episode. So listen up. Because, you know, the, the first thing is that it's scary. And I know people feel a bit stuck or frozen when it comes to writing for their profession. So, you know, you go to write something for your website and feel like you have no clue how to even begin. You just stare at the blank page on your laptop or in a book if you're old school and like to do it that way. And you go, oh, my God, I don't even know where to begin. Or... Say you started working in a new clinic and you don't have your own website or anything, but you need to write a bio for your clinic's website. And it takes you days to even start composing anything because it just feels way too daunting. Or, you know, you feel like you don't have the 
first clue about how to write for anything. So you just kind of try to avoid it. For the vast majority of you out there, that's kind of how it feels. And I get that. So the thing about the voice that you're writing with, because this is where a lot of people get stuck, that whole staring at the blank page, like, where do I even start? How do, what, what words do I use to open this? Your voice is literally you. It might have to be a slightly edited version of you. Like, if you're the type of person who you like to swear a lot or you like to tell dirty jokes, you know, you probably want to temper that stuff for your business um, face, if you want to think of it that way, the business voice that you're using. But overall, it is still you. It is not some sort of like made up character, character of yourself that you're putting out on the internet or into writing. It's still you. You don't need to pay a marketing and branding company thousands of dollars to figure out your voice because you already have it. Now, just to be clear here while we're on that topic, that is not to say that hiring someone to help you with your branding and your marketing is a waste of time. It is absolutely not. But they don't create you, right? They just help you express who you are. They help you find your brand and they polish it for you. And they elevate your voice into something that is, you know, beautiful and going to be well accepted by the clients you're trying to reach. So if you can afford to hire somebody to help you with that, that is awesome. I definitely recommend it. But I know there's a lot of you out there who are small business people. You know, you just run a very small clinic. You're running on a really tight budget and you don't have the money for that. And that's 100% fine. But my take home message with this little section here is that you don't need someone else to tell you who you are. You already know who you are. You just need to learn how to express that well. So now that we've got that part out of the way, let's cover a few tips on, you know, just generally how to do your writing. So... In the past, we might have thought that being quote unquote professional, finger quotes here guys, means that being some sort of ultra businessy persona with no personality. That's the thing I was talking about a second ago where, you know, some people think that they have to create this sort of caricature of themselves, this ultra businessy caricature. And that's how you present yourself to the world in your writing and on your website and everything. So... You know, that, that's what we used to think, and we'd write that way, but that's just no longer the case, honestly. People connect with people, not business entities. And what I mean by that is like, okay, think about all the big brands that you really respect or you love. Do you love them because like they write in this like flat, boring, businessy tone? Or do you love them because you feel you connect with them in some way, whether they've touched your heart through their writing or you relate because you're like, oh my God, that is totally me. I will buy that brand of shoes because that's so me or whatever. So that's the thing. You're buying from these business entities. You're connecting with them because they're connecting with you at a human level, not because there's some pie in the sky branded, you know, ultra professional caricature thing. So if you want people to take an interest in your clinic, in your practice, you need to put that human connection into your writing and everything that you do. 
So speaking of that, this is why I say get away from academic style writing, because you probably had to do a lot of that writing for school. And it probably had to be in a pretty specific format. Your professors probably said, well, it has to have this and it has to have that. And your conclusion has to sound like this. And if you went to university, even more strict. I like I know I have a bachelor's degree. I did a thesis. I almost went to do a master's degree. I get it. There is a very specific format for academic writing. You know, um, if you are trying to publish a research paper, like if, like if you are an RMT or another profession where you do research and you're trying to get published, ignore what I just said. You know, you have to use the format that the, uh, the journals are going to accept, okay? But if you are writing for something that is not a research paper, so it's your website, it's something marketing related for you as a business, Throw away the academic writing style, you know? Instead, try writing the way that you talk because it's way more personal and people are going to connect with it a lot more easily. And on that note, remember all those things your English teacher or, like I said, maybe it was a professor in university used to tell you about, you know, writing, like all those rules? Well, you have to toss out a lot of those rules too. For example, it's okay to have a few typos. Don't obsess about whether you used the right form of there, there, or there, or whether like you forgot to put in a letter in a word or something. Like just a few teeny little typos are okay. Don't get worried about hitting the publish button on your website simply because you're concerned there's going to be a typo. So it's really okay. And it's fine to start a sentence with and or but. Probably you were told back in school that it's not, but I'm here to tell you that unless it's academic writing, it's fine to do that. It's also okay to have short sentences. And in fact, with writing for the internet or writing for uh, your clients, short sentences are actually better because they're easier to absorb. And speaking of that, actually, Try breaking your paragraphs up into bite-sized pieces instead of like really long things that have formal introduction, the middle part, and the conclusion. Just like we were taught in school to do that with our paragraphs, you don't have to do that when you're writing for your business. It's also perfectly okay to use contractions for God's sake. I know a lot of us, again, in school, we're told don't use can't, use cannot. Don't use uh, shouldn't, use should not. No, like it's, if you use contractions when you talk, like when you're speaking to your clients or when you're speaking to friends, go ahead and use them. So again, this is not formal academic writing. It's okay to toss out some of those old rules and, you know, build new ones that basically help uh, people feel what your personality is like instead of feeling like they're reading some, you know, published uh, journal paper. And speaking of that, by the way, the whole idea of writing for a journal, as in like a, a, a professional journal, um, your clients don't want to hear super technical lingo, like 99% of them don't, unless your client happens to be a fellow healthcare practitioner. And even then they might not want to hear it. You know, they want to read a bunch of medical terminology. That's just like, that's not interesting to most of them. Save that stuff for conversations with colleagues or with uh, whether they're colleagues like directly in your profession or other health professions and wellness professions who speak the same lingo that you do. Instead, try telling your clients how you can help them in language that's familiar to them. So, 
you have to kind of play around with it and figure out what that language is going to be. It's because it's going to be a little bit different depending on the major market that you serve. So who are the clients that you serve? Because, for example, the way you would speak to an athlete, you know, there, there's a certain lingo there. And if you, most of your clients are athletes, it's certainly OK to use that lingo a bit in your marketing. Or if you work a lot with parents, you know, to talk to them about parenting issues. It's perfectly fine to put that into your writing. Or pregnant women, you know, there's a lingo there when you're when you're pregnant. Definitely. So if most of your massage uh, practice or, you know, if you're in other healthcare, is seeing uh, prenatal patients, postnatal patients like postpartum, um, you know, uh, infants, um, if you're a doula, all that kind of stuff. There's a certain lingo there. And that is totally, totally fine for you to use when you're speaking to your clients. Again, same thing. If you work with kids, your language should be familiar to them and it shouldn't sound super, super adulty because they're kids. They, they don't think the same way you do. Or if you've got office workers, etc. I could go on naming lots of groups of people. You get what I'm saying. All these groups have certain ways of speaking or topics that they commonly think about. So try writing to them, not like you're writing for a medical journal, you know. And speaking of writing to them, it helps a ton when you're writing. If you try to think of a specific person and not a generic you guys or the public, so in other words, when you're writing the text for your website or your email newsletter or your marketing, whatever it is you're writing for, try to have a specific person in mind, one person in mind that you're writing to. So in other words, like a way you could do this would be think of a favorite client or someone who would be your ideal client if you don't have a favorite client that you would feel comfortable kind of pretending you're writing to and write to them. Because it really helps get you out of that generic writing mode and it makes your writing much more personal and attractive for connecting with people. And again, that is the important part of writing is connecting with people. And another thing I see a lot with writing with my clients, with um, other massage therapists or healthcare practitioners out there is they tend to write things in the third person because we've been taught that you have to write things in the third person for it to sound professional or to sound businessy or whatever that thing might be. But I'm here to tell you, try not to write it in the third person unless you really have to. So in other words, talk about we as a clinic do this or I as a practitioner offer that or I can help you with da 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 da. So this helps with keeping things personalized and again, not sounding like a form letter or like you're writing for a medical journal because again, you're not. You're writing for your clients and that's what they want to connect with. Is, is you and not with the business entity, but you. And another big tip for you guys, and this is, this is something that surprised me and I was like, wait, why haven't I been doing this sooner? Is like, read lots of writing. I mean, not to say that I wasn't reading, but just what I'm talking about here is like, look at websites and blog posts and online articles and other such things from people you feel who have really great writing. They don't have to be fellow healthcare people, in fact, I actually recommend that you look at writing from lots of different sources. So if there's other types of things that you like to read, maybe you like to read travel blogs, maybe you're into food, maybe there's some other type of writing, like maybe you like to read articles about uh, growing a business or entrepreneurship or whatever, just read lots of different writing from lots of different sources online. And 
look at the writing and decide what it is that you you like about this writing or you don't like about this writing actually because that can help you too why do you find it's resonating with you what do you love about it or what do you not love about it that will help you decide you know and learn what works and what doesn't and then think about that with your own writing what seems to work to connect with people and what doesn't seem to work that will help you a lot in formulating your own um your own stuff again for all the things that you need to write your website etc and before I keep talking too much I'm going to conclude with one big tip for you guys and this is just to just write practice writing it doesn't have to be something that anyone else ever sees you can just write about anything you know for example, like try to write a, a pretend blog post, pretend, quote unquote, for your, you know, write it as if you're writing it for your clients and then delete it, you know, read it, try to transform it and then delete it and start over again and write it all over again with a completely different, you know, uh, headspace. Or write yourself a new bio once a week for a few weeks and see what you come up with. You might actually be really surprised at, at what comes out of that exercise. Or try to write on non-work topics just to see what direction it takes. Like write about your latest trip to New Zealand if you were lucky enough to go there. It's a beautiful country. I have friends from there. I should really visit there sometime. Or write about uh, your favorite restaurant in, the, in whatever city or town you live in. Or write about how cute your daughter was last week in her recital or just whatever. Just find something to write about and practice writing. It doesn't have to be any something that anyone else ever sees. It, it's just a practice so that when you go to write something for your clinic, for your uh, business, it will help a lot because it's it, basically what it ends up doing is makes writing feel more familiar and less daunting and it will help you connect with the writing and therefore it will help other people connect with your writing. All right, that's definitely enough for this week. You've probably, uh, you're probably feeling a little bit, hopefully like you, like you can do a bit more writing. I'm, I'm hoping you guys are feeling that way after listening to this. And as always, 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 if you have any questions about writing, if you just want a few more tips, feel free to drop a message in my inbox. It's always open to you guys. Candice at Nixie.ca. That's C-A-N-D-I-C-E at N-Y-X-I-E dot C-A. I'll be back in your ears next week with another episode. Hey guys, I am so happy to be back with you for the summer. Um, I will be doing a weekly podcast for most of the summer at least. I'm playing around a little bit with the format of the podcast. I haven't decided yet if I'm going to revert to doing seasons or just keep doing sort of a weekly podcast with a break here and there. But, uh, you know, regardless, I am really appreciative of you guys supporting me, listening to this week after week after week. If you have any questions at all for me about running a successful massage therapy or related healthcare practice, if you have ideas for the podcast or whatever, I am always open to you. Candice, C-A-N-D-I-C-E at Nixie, N-Y-X-I-E dot C-A is my email address or you can find me on social media. Also, as always, I do appreciate you giving me a rating over on iTunes. That helps other people find this podcast or, you know, promoting it on social media for me. I also appreciate that as well. So, yeah, hopefully you guys are happy having a great summer so far and I'll be back with you next week. <laughs>